All right, so today, a topic that I find fascinating, and it's, it's one of these topics that you'll say, you know, I never thought of it that way. That's what you'll, you'll come up with this. So here it goes. You know, we all receive compliments in our lives, right? And there are some times where your compliment that you receive is so impactful and it just kind of makes you feel really great for the whole day, maybe even for the, for the whole week. It just, it changes your whole demeanor in the way you look at the, your surroundings. What do I mean by that? I mean, like, let's say, you know, a classic example is a woman might feel like, like the nicest compliment she can receive is on her looks. You know, oh, you look so lovely today. I got to tell you, you know what? You, you've become such a very beautiful lady, right? And that will, you know, that's a compliment, a classic compliment. And that might make, uh, you know, her really excited about uh, moving forward with her day. It's, it's, it'll make her day, as it were. So here's the question. What is your favorite compliment? What is the compliment that would change you for the day? Now, and I came up with this because I received a compliment, actually two, and I'll discuss those soon enough. And it was so impactful to me that I thought, wow, it's, I've, I've received compliments in my past. I've also received a lot of criticisms, don't worry. But I've received compliments in my past. And these two compliments were so impactful that I thought to myself, wow, it's really impactful on me. It, it makes a big difference. And then I realized it actually reflected something about me. How, how you value a compliment reflects something about you. So in other words, if, you were, if your favorite compliment, let's say as a woman, uh, is that you're so beautiful, that reflects that beauty is very important to you, right? If uh, your favorite compliment is that you're a great lawyer, um, then that reflects that you really value being a great lawyer and that that's your most important thing. All right, so, so give me an example, Ari. You, you've talked about compliments that... Uh, you've received in the past, I, I think that I've given you and that you liked a lot. Tell me, you know, it doesn't have to be one, uh, two or three that you thought were really, really impactful. Uh, you gave me two per- compliments in particular that were very impactful to me. Um, one was where you said, I really admire how you were willing to change your mind and admit not, I think what your gist was, and you can tell me if I'm misinterpreting or over-extrapolating, mm-hmm. was that you uh, you said to me uh, that you liked how I was willing to change my mind on issues and then point at the points of logic that caused the right. mind to change. Right. Yeah, I remember it that. It wasn't just, I feel this, I feel that. It was right. There was a logic to it. And yeah. I, I think that you were complimenting what I most absorbed, if I was hearing you correctly, was that you were complimenting the points of logic that allowed the turnaround of opinion. Right. In this particular right. case, right. it was Donald Trump pre-presidency to current presence right yeah this one and then another Mm -hmm. one you gave me was a couple weeks ago where i was talking about a a piece of information i learned from someone that i was impressed by and you said to me i was that you were really impressed that i gave them credit for it yeah i didn't just burst into the uh the office suite here in (laughs) in west la this very stylish place and go you know what i thought of today this (laughs) right right and you go hmm that was brilliant but instead, I said, you know, this person told, said this idea, and I think this was a really great idea. And he said, you know what I'm really impressed by? That you gave that person credit. I'm like, oh. Yeah. 
I didn't even know. Yeah, I was yeah you're, that. you're very good about that. Uh, very, I'm, I'm, I'm always very impressed about that. Well, I, I, I appreciate your appreciation. Uh, the, the point is, though, that reflects the fact that these compliments mean a lot to you is a reflection about you, right? If that, if those are your two greatest compliments, I mean, I, I understand that these are the ones that came to mind. Well, there was the one a woman gave it to me in the bedroom. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. I, I, we knew, we knew he was going to go there. But okay, so look, she was complimenting my bank account size. That's right. <laughs> there you go. We'll refer to it in the future as the bank account size. No, but let's say, okay, so I know you're laughing here, but at the same time, let's say that that was of value to you as a man, that you had the biggest you-know-what, uh, and... Not had, it is, <laughs> and not, uh, it is and right. I'd like to think that. <laughs> right, but, but if that's what motivated you, and, and you know, wow, that's, you know, uh, you know, Ari has the biggest you-know-what. Bank account. And, and, and well, no, that's, I'll, I'll go there too, the biggest bank account. You are so rich, you are so powerful, let's say, um, from a financial point of view or just pure power point of view, um, that, that says something about you as well, right? If that's all that matters to you or that, hey, you are so smart, you are the smartest man I've ever met, okay? That says something about you too. Um, for me, I, I got, I got, it's just, it was really interesting and it was so impactful. My, my wife said something to me. This was about, I don't know, two years ago. And she said out of the blue, you know, Barack, you, uh, you have some really remarkably great friends. Your friends, your circle of friends is really something. And they are really exceptional people. And I, I like that compliment so much. Ari, it, it made my day. It couldn't have been better uh, for her to, to say that. Um, you know, I've been told that, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great lawyer. You know, you really thought well, well in this department. Hey, you, you dress really well. Um, you know, you look nice sometimes. You know, you're looking good. Those, those, it's nice to hear those things, of course. I, I don't want to poo-poo that at all. But, but when my wife said that to me, that was really very, very meaningful to me. And I, I wanted to just, I just wanted to share that. It was a, it's a powerful thing that it was so meaningful. And it was it, how it resonated within me that it made me think about this podcast. Your compliments, whatever the compliment is that resonates the most with you, says something about you. That's the point. Okay, so let's dig into that particular one because that's a very interesting one right. she gave you. Sure. Why? Um, because my friendships, my social circles, and such, it's a reflection that... I have good judgment. I'm not saying that I do. I'm just saying she said I have, I have good judgment in character about other people. And that was meaningful to me because, you know, my relationships with other people is very important. And that's why I think it was just so powerful to me. I, I, I treasure my really great relationships. Not with you. I couldn't care less about my relationship with you. I think, and obviously I think, your wife was not talking about me. Yeah, no, That's she definitely what was not. Everyone's no. thinking right now. Right. No, I mean, I, obviously there's an Ari exception. <laughs> this is a purely professional, you know, I, it's, it's, and it's not for your t shirts that you wear. Your Metallica t shirts that you walk in here with. <laughs> uh, no, obviously, obviously you are included in that, in that field of really quality people. And what is a quality person, right? It's, I, mean, I don't want to go too far afield of this, but it doesn't have to be that these people are, are power, powerful people in and of themselves, that they're influencers or anything else like that. That's not what she was talking about. She was just talking about people that had 
you know, a good head on their shoulders, that they, they were not womanizers, for example. They, they were family men. They cared about America. They, they were thoughtful people. Um, and they, in turn, you know, valued relationships. So it's an interesting thing. Um, and I was telling one of my friends uh, about this, and he said, you know, very much the same way that he also valued that very much. So we, we were already thinking alike. And he himself said, you know, it's funny, when he was uh, courting his wife, and his now wife, you know, one of the things that he loved about her is how stable her friendships were with other lady friends. And that meant a lot to him. So anyway, that was a powerful compliment. The other very big compliment that I received, and probably the, the most impactful, was when somebody said to me, you know, Barack, I just wanted to say, you, you really have great kids, really, really great kids. So well-behaved, so thoughtful, so kind, um, so motivated, you know, just, they're really great, just great. And it's like out of the blue it came. And they're not even saying to me, Barack, you're a great father, which, you know, you could say that's imputed, I suppose. But I didn't really, if had they said, Barack, you're a great father, that would have been very nice. It would have been very meaningful to me, very meaningful. But even more so that the result is that I have really great kids. That was really powerful. Well, there's plenty of great fathers with terrible kids. Right, good point. Because they, you know, they did their duty. They were faithful. They were always there. They earned what, you know, they protected, provided. You know, the kids are a mess. Right? right, yeah, that's right. It's, a, it's, it's better to be a lousy father with great kids right. than be a great kid with right. it's like, it's like, with lousy it's kids. Right, like, it's like, a, I don't know, a, a great uh, writer. Uh, writing a great book, but it never gets published, or it never, yeah. <laughs> it never gets sees the light of day. Right. Uh, but it, it, but the, the the difference being here is like the the writer writes a great book, and in fact, it's well well received, and it's it's very successful. Yeah, and it's it, having great kids is the goal of the set of actions called be a great father. Exactly. So it's it's better to get the result. It's like you might yeah. be a lousy driver, but as long as you get to your destination safely every day. Right. Yeah. Job, yeah. So. You'll go, you'll go through the motions of driving well. Yeah. So that was really powerful to me. Now, uh, so so here's the question to our listeners: What is your favorite compliment? Obviously, uh, what what uh, really would give you a skip in your step for the next week when you hear, you know, compliment X? What is it? Because some of you are not fathers or mothers. Some of you are, you know, just. I mean, and, and this would change over time. By the way, when you're when you're a kid. Let's say an eight-year-old kid, uh, you know, you're not going to be complimented on, on, on whether you're a good father, right? Um, so it would be different when you're a kid. It's different when you're a teenager, different when you're in your 20s, and different in your 30s and beyond. Yeah, when you're a kid, the best kind of compliment is something like, hey, I really like how you stood up to the bully, right? Right. And when you're 97 years old, it's like, hey, I really like how you were able to make it to the toilet and talk, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> that's very funny. So, but there's, I think there's a, an issue here that's that's worth getting into, which is the the idea that there's a duality at work here. There's the idea of you hearing the compliment and what does that mean to you, and then I think an even bigger issue is what is the self talk that's under lock and key to a certain extent, that the compliment unlocks in you that allows you to say better self-talk to yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Well, for instance, um, mm-hmm. a very, very, probably I think the most impre- important one in my life came when I was about 27 years old. And I had just gotten out of this terrible relationship. And just out of bum luck, I meet this beautiful girl. I mean, a knockout. And I uh, go out on a date with her. And we're having a nice time. And then she looks deep into my stunningly beautiful forest green eyes with her stunningly beautiful ocean blue eyes. And, and, and just for the record, folks, since you can't actually see him, I do want to say that Ari's eyes are really quite stunning. You do want to kind of swim in those beautiful blue eyes. Of green, green, green. Green, okay. Green. I'm sorry. I, uh, but anyway, she said, she said something. That, all kidding aside, this was really important for me to hear because I had to hear it in order to say nice things to myself about or be enabled to say nice things. We're all waiting, all right. And she said, wow, you could have any girl you want, right? And uh, and that, of course, included her across the, the table at this restaurant at the time. And I suddenly realized, wow, I can. Wow, I'm better than I thought I was. I can be nicer to myself now. And it's all very pathetic in some ways to say, oh, because of someone else's ratification, I can now finally be nice to myself. But unfortunately, based on the human condition of how we live in this society for various reasons, a lot of us don't say all the nice things we should to ourselves every minute of the day until we hear something nice from someone. I mean, you know, it's, it, psych, I, I, pop psychology 101 would say, oh, it's a mommy issue, a daddy issue, something like that. It might be. Okay, but so, I wasn't being as complimentary to myself in my internal dialogues and monologues as I was until I heard that. I know, but that's that's somewhat of a separate issue uh, in terms of how it lets you be open to yourself and be self-reflective. I mean, yes, and I agree with you that a lot of times the way we comport ourselves is, you know, is it, it depends on a lot of the feedback that we get in our everyday lives. So if you go forward, and I'm just going to use my own life as a lawyer, you know, if I get feedback from a lot of different people, right? I get feedback from my clients in terms of, you know, I'm charging them. Am I charging them too much? Am I charging them just just the right amount? Um, you know, I get feedback from the opposing counsel, the feedback from the judges. There's a lot of feedback, and they tell me, you're right or you're wrong. <laughs> and they like my arguments. They don't like my arguments. Um, sometimes judges will pull, pull you to the side and say, you know, Mr. Lurie, that, that was, I want to tell you that was a very, you handled yourself very well at trial or at this hearing, and uh, I just want to let you know that was one of the best arguments I've heard. That definitely will put a skip in my step because I, I have no idea uh, about how things are going. Likewise, um, on my my radio show, right? I, I you're really all alone in that that little booth. You, you know, you're you're broadcasting to tens of thousands of people, and in Dennis Prager's point, you know, it's millions of people. But nevertheless, you get the idea: tens of thousands of people, and you have no idea what you know how you're presenting yourself and how you're being received. And so you have to kind of wait for the feedback. And they say, you know, uh, Brooke, I really like your insights. I like your creativity. And sometimes I'm surprised. Like, you really think I'm that creative? I mean, you think I'm that, that good analytically? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I don't even ask them that. They just, it's surprising to me. But the feedback is good. So I go forward with it. But sometimes, you know, I, I want to analyze. I want to improve. I, I'll listen to my own shows sometimes after the show, of course. And just to see, oh, wow, I could have been more uh, impactful here. I say the word um too much 
or I'm not speaking loudly enough, not clearly enough. Uh, these, are, these are important things. Anyway, feedback is what you're talking about, and I think it's a good point. Now, uh, there, I wonder if you could actually take a, draw a graph of this, right? We, we talk about different kinds of graphs, um, you know, homelessness in, in Los Angeles, that's, that's rising, right? You can, you can take a yearly graph and you can see that's going up in numbers. Okay. You could talk about unemployment. You could talk about, I don't know, fertility rates, um, you know, the confidence in the economy, things like this. And one of the things that you could also wonder about is to what extent, what kinds of compliments are changing over, over the lives of Americans, right? You know, compliments regarding their profession, compliments regarding their looks, compliments regarding their ability to be a good parent and so on like that. I, I think, you know, between you and me, Ari, um, the, the things that people value is what resonates to them when they're, when they're complimented about it, right? So, for example, if somebody tells me, for example, I, I don't really care that much if I'm a good dresser, okay? I try to dress well, don't get me wrong, but it's not something that really matters to me. If somebody were to say to me, hey, hey Barack, uh, you know, you, you look good today, you're, you're dressing well today, I'd say thanks, but it, 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 I wouldn't even think about it five minutes later, Right? To another person, it would mean a tremendous amount, tremendous, right? And so it just doesn't, I don't value it. Uh, somebody could tell me, Brock, I think you're a really, really smart guy. Okay, thanks. I appreciate it. You know, but, but I am what I am. I don't know if, that's not what I value. I don't value being super smart. I don't know if I'm super smart, by the way. I just, you know, I, like, I think I'm a decent lawyer. Um, but I don't think it matters that much whether I'm super smart. Well, what if someone gave you a compliment um, along the lines of, I think you have a great relationship with God or something like that? That would be awesome. Or, uh, that I would be awesome. A great set of values, or I think you're spiritually enlightened or the, something. In that's that the world way. to me. That would be the world to me. And I, and I love it when, when people say to me, and they, they have said nice things along those lines, not as powerful as, as you just mentioned it, and not as succinctly as just, you just mentioned. But if they were to say to me, you know, Brooke, you know, I really like the way you connect yourself with God, how God is important to you, how you want to, you know, curry the, the, the most favor with God and to do right by God as much as possible. That's, that's one of the, your most wonderful characteristics. All right, I got to tell you, that would be awesome. Okay, well, then I will do so. Oh, wow. In okay. This way. Thank you. Uh, early in our relationship, yeah. if that's what you want to call this, you can bring that up with your wife, you happen to say to me that the most important thing to you is God in your life. Right. And while God was important in my life, um, one goes through life, uh, if one hasn't read the instruction manual. Right. Um, and I'm not an instruction manual guy. I let other people read it. What do I need to know? I'll right. figure it out. Um, I'm like Han Solo. I'll just jump in the cockpit and I can fly anything. Um, but you said God is the most important thing in your life. And I heard that. And maybe this is a compliment, a, a future compliment that was set for this moment. But I think it's worthy of, since we're in this vein, to say to you, 
that was, I want to give you a compliment for saying it in that way because you were able to articulate something and raise an awareness in me to make God a higher priority or the highest priority in my life. And shortly thereafter, I started praying every morning and every night. Wow. Wow. Now, part of it is because Mm -hmm. Ari is an incredibly self-centered creature. Ari is two things, okay? Ari's incredibly lazy, and Ari's incredibly self-centered. One of my many lovers once said to me, and I thought this was a great compliment, you are an incredibly self-centered lover or a sex guy. It's it's all about your pleasure. How did you respond to him? Huh? How did you respond to him? I can't say right now because you will say this is a family show. <laughs> but what I said to you in that moment, all right, oh, okay. I'm not I, implying yeah, that boy, I, I was joking. I know you were joking, but there's more truth. In this. Oh, okay, all right. Things we don't want to hear. Veritas, right? Okay, but long story short, um, so... I started praying. Now, part of it is my self-centered desire to curry favor with God for what's good for moi. But who gives a flying you-know-what? Praying to God is praying to God. and But by doing so... Now, correlation is not causation, obviously, but uh, I'm a man of faith. So I believe the prayers made my life better. So I want to give you the compliment of because you were connected spiritually to God and made God a high, if not highest priority in your life, you were able to make God a higher, if not higher priority in my life to my benefit. Wow. That's so, awesome. Thank you. you know, Thank but you for whether for that. good reasons or bad, who gives a flying, yeah, you know what? what? Mm-hmm. The point is God is now a higher priority in my life, if not the highest, because of you. And I thank you for doing that for wow. me. That that really touches me deeply. I, I really appreciate that. I did not know that uh, you were going to say that, and I really appreciate it. It, it. it does float my boat really, really high, <laughs> and it gives me a high for, I mean, it's going to give me a high for a long time. Yeah, and this is... It really will. And, and, and let me just say that uh, that is truly meaningful for me because I, I do love God. God is, I, I'm just so thankful for all the goodies that God has given us. Uh, the, you know, somebody asked me the other day, uh, you know, how's, how's your life going? How's everything going? You know, as people normally ask, I was going to the dentist's office and the hygienist was there. She's, she was very nice. How's her things going? And I said, what's to complain about? I, I've got a beautiful wife. I've got fantastic kids. I've got great friends and I got a, a you know, a good law practice that is uh, doing well by us. And I have great clients. Uh, you know, life is awesome. And she said, of course, of course it would be, wouldn't it, Barack? She was almost a little bit annoyed <laughs> like like this. She had this sense about me like, oh, here's here's this thing, here's this guy for, for which or for whom everything seems to be going smoothly. And she was a little bit annoyed by that. I, it was something in her tone. Maybe I picked it, picked it up wrong, but I, I think I picked it up right. Um, and I also mentioned, though, you know, my, my relationship with God is strong. And if that's, if, if that's intact, if I'm doing right by God, if I'm working to do right by God, then I, I think we're all, we're all going to be just fine. Right. And then a further compliment to you is, would be the question, what is doing by right by God? And one of the prayers I say at night, and I've told you them before, but one I haven't told you is one I say 
and I pray God, part of the paradox of God is that people like you and I see, we might not see God, but we see the fingerprints of God's work everywhere. Everywhere. While people who can't can make the connection between the fingerprints of the crime of God that God committed here by creating all this stuff, and God is, is really one thing, they'll say something along the lines of, well, where is God? Where is proof? I think uh, my younger daughter, when she was five, says, you say there's God, where is he? And then I give the, well, he's everywhere. That doesn't make sense. And to a five-year-old, it doesn't, you right. know? Because right. they haven't been able to engage in uh, this thing called abstract thinking yet. Right. Granted. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand the concept of leaps of faith and whatever. We'll leave that aside for now. But there's plenty of adults who will say, well, where is God? And then you and I can say things, well, he was there when he parted the Red Sea. He was there when he created Israel out of ashes <laughs> in right. the 1940s, right? right? right. I mean, the Six-Day War, he was there. Ronald Reagan, Donald Trump, I, I see him everywhere. Right. And then, well, where is he? Well, right. So one of the prayers I say to God is, and God, please reveal yourself to others to see you as obviously as I do. Yeah, the idea being that's a great if, that's a great request, a great prayer. I I, I want to move on a little yeah. bit. Without, by the way, without setting the sky on fire. Right? <laughs> that's okay. right. But but this to, to, to make yeah. to make himself as obvious to other people as to God is us. to you. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, right. and I just want to finish the point real fast because this is where it it, it is because what you did for me through a reminder. Not exactly, uh, you didn't open the book and read new sure. chapters. You sort of reminded me of one. And I look at this as our duty and part of this podcast, part of your writings, especially with Atheism Kills, etc., is our job is to help God with that task, the same way it's our job to tend to the garden, if you will, yeah. to help other people see him, as obviously as we do, without being a jerk about it. Not going, oh, you don't see that? Ugh. Right. Say, you know, have you thought about this? Have you right. thought about Have you thought that? about Yeah, exactly yeah. right. No, very nicely stated. that was stated. a great compliment. You that, gave yeah. me and really well, helped us. Thank you for, for saying that, too. It's really nice. It means it means so much, um, and so we, we. It's good to check in with ourselves as to what would be our greatest compliment. Perhaps you've received it, and you know what resonates for you. I, but I do know so many people. There's one particular person I know who who for whom all that matters to him is that you tell him that he's smart. That's very very important to him. That you know, and, and we'll just call him Bob for the time being. Uh, you know, Bob, you are so smart. Wow. And you can, you can actually control him just by, and not, not that I would do this, by the way, but you could, you know, basically smooth talk him so much by yeah, calling him. he'll do anything. He'll do anything. He hears this. Yeah, if he hears that over and over again, you're, you're all good. And, and then say, hey, and by, by the way, would you mind doing X for me? He'll do it just because you told him that he's smart. But you can't really do that with me when you tell me. Hey, your relationship with God is great, or you're a good family, man. Your, your kids are so great. It'd be hard for you to get me to do something for you merely by saying, you know, that. Okay, let's try real fast. Let's <laughs> okay. try. Okay, Barack, you know, you have this great relationship with God. Thank you. You know, he really, I think it's so great that you have that relationship with Thank God. Thank you very um, much. 
me and a bunch of guys are going to rob that bank and we need your help? No. Can you bring I... your God power with it? <laughs> no, I will not. Thank Why you. not? God wants you to right. So I, I think our listeners get the point. Yeah, did so, I vi- violate like 80 of the Ten Commandments yes, there? Probably, probably. Yeah. Steal, murder, vain, yeah. you know? Right. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> Using God's On the power. other hand, Bob, you're really smart. Will you help us rob this bank? Oh, sure. Exactly. I'll leave the whole thing. Well, look, I mean, here's a classic example. The You know, everyone knows, and a lot of women will admit, like, uh, flattery will get you everywhere with a woman's looks, right? I mean, yeah. there's there's female vanity. Uh, you know, there's some male vanity too, but, you know, women are expected to look at themselves in the mirror and put on makeup and try to be as pretty as possible, and they want to hear that they're pretty as possible. And so when a man exploits that, he can, right? He can say, oh, uh, you... Uh, you, you are so, you know, what a beautiful woman you are. Well, you've just blessed this bar that I've, this singles bar that I just attended more than anybody else, you know, and please can I, you know, can I take you out tonight? And of course, you know, she's going to be swept up in that. Um, it's very easy to sway a woman if she, if for who, if for her, that compliment is the most important compliment, uber alles. Kind of right? like, you're so beautiful when you're angry. Yeah, right? Exactly right. Oh yeah. You can, you can turn things around. Um, but for a strong woman, a woman who is confident, even if she's super duper beautiful, um, she'll, or, or not even super duper, even if she's very average looking, she'll say, listen, buddy, thanks for the compliment. Uh, I, I know what you really want here. Okay. And at the same time, or she won't even say that she'll just, you know, put it in its context and just say, look, this guy's just trying to schmooze me, maybe trying to, you know, get me in bed with him or whatever, but that's, that doesn't matter to me. What matters more to me is, is how I deal with God, how I deal with my friends and so forth. And she'd be right. So now here's another kind of, I'm taking this and making it somewhat political, right? If you were to guess what the highest compliment would be for, let's say, Nancy Pelosi or uh, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez or Chuck Schumer, those far lefties, and now the Democratic national field, most of these guys uh, and women. Uh, what uh, what do you think it would be? You I mean, really, there's no right answer. You but... really, yeah, there is. Okay. I'm going to say it. All right. You really stuck it to those white heterosexual men. Oh, interesting. <laughs> right? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's all about vengeance. I mean, it is. <laughs> Right. You really did a great job knocking America down a few pegs, Nance. <laughs> well, that's a cynical approach. But if they were, if, if no, you were, they, I, they, hang on, hang on, here. hang on. No, if you were, if you were to ask them directly, let's say you know they know they're being in an, on national TV or whatever, and we're interviewing them now, and and let's say we went to Kamala Harris and said, uh, "Ma'am, what do you think would be your greatest accomplishment?" Uh, and and somebody's now complimenting you about that. Uh, what, what do you think that would be? What, what, what do you think she would say? Uh, how well I... Uh, the best compliment you could give Kamala Harris is you did a great job protecting Planned Parenthood from those evil video right. makers. I, I think that's right. Uh, either Planned Parenthood or the environment for some of the other uh, candidates, right? Um, or, you know, forcing this particular regulatory right, scheme. But it's never the environment. It's always you did something to those who threaten the environment. Yes, so that's true. So you prevent those, he- those heterosexual white males from exhaling, right? <laughs> yeah. you, you prevented that guy from driving that new Cadillac, you right. know? You stop the bad guys from, uh, you know, doing their nefarious intentions. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right. 
There's a lot to that. Um, and you stop that man from using, having sex without a condom. You know? Right, right. There is, I think that's on the base level for, the, for most congresswomen uh, and, and congressmen. Um, in terms of big power players like um, Obama, for example, uh, his, remember how he much, how much he, it, how, how, how do I best say it? You I think a Muslim accent. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. The, how he really wanted to protect his legacy. And that's a very important phrase, right? Legacy. Cause he is angry at Trump, angry at Hillary Clinton for that matter, for not being able to prop up his legacy, his legacy of Obamacare, his legacy of the Iranian deal, his legacy of, uh, I don't know, so many other regulatory schemes and efforts. That is what matters to him. And, and even that word legacy about what he has done. You know, Ronald Reagan, we can talk about him having a legacy, but I think Ronald Reagan would never even think in those terms. He would think... No one certain, good ever does. Right, right. His, what, I'm, I'm confident that what he would say, and he's more or less written this, is what we just spoke about, that he just wanted to make sure that he was doing right by God's desires. He doesn't care who gets credit. And he doesn't give a very good example. Oh, I forgot about that. He doesn't care about who gets the credit. He just wants to do right. And whether or not he gets the credit or not, that was, that was anathema to me. He he could not care less about whether or not everyone pointed to Reagan and said, wow, you really did this, uh, Mr. President. Wow. You are an amazing man, Mr. President. That wasn't Ronald Reagan style. Ronald Reagan just said, and he always used the word we, you know, we did this, we did that. We're, we're proud of our accomplishments, and we are steering America to the... Sh- I believe America is, is a shining city on the hill. Right. Rush Limbaugh always talks about we in terms of I'm nothing without you in the audience. That's right. You make the show, and if you're not there, what I say doesn't matter. With Trump the other day, brilliant speech the other night. I mean, spectacular. Yeah. Different subject than we're talking about now, but Mr. Trump, I want to give you a compliment. That speech was fantastic. You're welcome. Um it's all, if you watched what he talked about, and what he talked about on Tuesday night was no different than any of his other speeches. He's talking about, I'm doing this for you. And here's what's so incredible about it, because it's in action, too. Mm-hmm. It's, um, um, uh, but what was so interesting is he says he's doing this for us, and there's no greater action, actionable piece than this, than a billionaire taking his really cushy lifestyle, sacrificing it for over eight years, plus time to campaign before and deal with the after effects of being president for hopefully two terms. Especially for him, yeah. Not being able to return to a private life at the same level of comfort and relaxation, since half the country seems to want to put a bullet in him. The half of the country that doesn't agree with us right. wants to hurt the man and his family. So clearly, there's something that's true when Trump says, I'm doing this for you. Right. Because he sacrificed something huge for us. Right. Well, right? It, that's the beauty of it. And, and you know what? Everyone thinks about Trump as being bombastic and arrogant and all those things. He, you know, he's very bombastic. That's, there's no doubt about that. But I'll tell you one thing. Uh, it's not about him. And, he, and he, this is not about him whatsoever. And you are exactly right, Ari, because if it were about him, uh, he would be doing the whole Romney thing. He would be trying to be loved, right? 
He and 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 he if he wants his legacy and such like that, he would want America to think of him as a great president, in the sense that and to be loved by Democrats and Republicans alike. He could go. I don't know. He could be. He could dial it back a lot, and give a lot to the Democrats and and also give a lot of crumbs to the, the Republicans and be loved by both parties. Yeah, he really yeah, could. I.e., give a bunch of crumbs to the swamp. Yeah. But he and the media. But he doesn't. He doesn't. No. And and and, and he could he could. He could nominate, um, you know, less conservative justices, for example. He could do a lot of things. Yeah, he, he could, could nominate Merrick Garland and say, "I'm this is an olive leaf or an olive yes. branch to Obama. I'm going to nominate his justice, right? Just because because it's what Romney would do. He wouldn't have, and to, it would be what Romney. He would wouldn't do. have to support the annexation of the Golan Heights. He wouldn't have to move the the the, uh, the embassy as he did. There's a lot of things that he wouldn't have to do, but he, he's doing the right thing. That's the point, and he's getting all this heat. He doesn't like the heat. Nobody likes that kind of heat. He wants, ideally, everyone would say, wow, you know, President Trump, that, that is great what you did, and we're all on board with you. Keep it going. And uh, gosh, we wish we had thought of that before, but now that you've you know, shown us the light, we're, we're really willing to support you. And thank you very much for the really low unemployment rate, and thank you very much for the incredible economy that we have. Um, and you know, you would think that would be good enough, but he knows that people will resist him, that push him back all the way. Yeah, the bad people. And what I was, what I was worried about and what you were worried about as well is that it's great that he was doing the things that he was doing, but that when the heat got too hot that he might go Schwarzenegger on us. Right. right. And just do those things to get elected. And then once elected, don't worry, business as usual. We're all okay right. here. Swamp can relax. Right. But see, so again, Schwarzenegger would be the kind of guy that we're talking about. He, it was much more important for him to be loved, to be liked, to be appreciated one way or the other, uh, even if it's, uh, it's at the expense of all his values. And to, to the extent he even had values, I'm clear he, it's clear he did not. Trump, by contrast, has extraordinary values, and it shows the kind of values that we're talking about. And this is why— Yeah, he doesn't care about who gets credit, doesn't care about the legacy. Because if he cared, he'd take that pile of money he had and go enjoy it. Okay, so uh, the the compliments—you know, if you were to ask him about his compliments, he would say, look— all I care about is that I'm doing right by America and yeah. right by the values of God and such. And I don't care what, what all the other noise. That, that would be my guess. Uh, you know, for, for me to turn to Trump and if I were to say, oh, you know, you know Mr. President, uh, you are so awesome. You are so powerful. You are so influential. I don't think that he would resonate to that. I think he would, he would resonate to if we said, Mr. President, Thank you for doing right by America. Thank you for pushing against the forces that would want to destroy America and w- would want to erase God from history. Yeah, or if you're thank you for like, thank you for yeah. all that you do about that uh, about those two things. I think that would resonate very powerfully with him, yeah, and he would he would he would appreciate that. Right, but that's a thank you. You were talking about compliments. The compliment I think would be phrased as not to parse words, but this is what. Fine, the through fine. line is yeah. the compliment we give you is we we want to compliment your courage yes. and intestinal fortitude to stand up to these incredibly overwhelming forces that would crumble ninety percent of people in your position. Yes, that, that's exactly you right. I, I, and okay. that one, I think he'd be impressed by. And, and let's return wait, to wait, Obama. No, 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 hold on. I, I got more to say about this because the, I think you know your phrasing of it would be fine. He would love that. Thank you for your courage and to stand up to do what's right and your intense belief in doing what's right because it, it, it's reflected. 
you know, in the same way that we talked about feedback before, right? Uh, we can also gather information to support what we just said about Trump. You know, how can you say that about uh, Donald Trump? How do you know what he's thinking? People could easily say it, right? But, but like a detective, like the fingerprints that you were talking about to reveal that God the is everywhere. The crime, yeah. Right. Uh, on a much smaller scale, of course, we're talking about, you know, Trump and, and what he likely would like to hear. Um, I, the, the way he's acting is very consistent with, with somebody who doesn't give a crap what you call him whether you call him smart, whether you call him handsome, whether you call him funny, um, or, or whether you call him powerful or influential. He doesn't, I don't think he cares about that because if he did, he wouldn't be acting the way he did. So therefore, we, you and I both think that his favorite compliment would be the one that you and I just articulated. Uh, and, I, and I like that about him. That's, so in a way, you can tell so much about a person by asking them, the following question. What would be your favorite compliment, sir? And you, you hear the answer and you'll know a lot about that person. Maybe you'll even get to know everything about that person. And that's what I love to talk about today. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you next week.